Welcome to the Soul of Islam radio podcast with Ahmed Saqaimini and Emil Ahsan Alexander Tarabi. The Islamic Renaissance is here and now. May the peace, the mercy, the blessings, and the light of the divine be upon you all. My name is Ahmed, and I'm a physicist, a poet, and deeply committed to sharing the fundamental connection between science and spirituality with our community and beyond. Ehsan is a spiritual coach, writer, and speaker committed to the evolution of consciousness within the global community. You are listening to the Soul of Islam radio podcast. It is a weekly radio show dedicated to sharing the deeper dimension of Islam and supporting your personal growth and spiritual development. I'm Ahmed and I'm with my friend Ehsan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. May Allah's divine peace and light and guidance be with us and with you. Thank you for joining us today. Today's podcast is on one of the 99 attributes or qualities of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala known as As-Salam. This very attribute has a very special place in our tradition. Both Islam and As-Salam share the same root word in the Arabic language. And as Muslims, it is this very attribute, this very quality of Allah that we are asked to invoke when we greet each other. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wa salatu salam ala Sayyid Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. As you mentioned, Ahmed, As-Salam is one of the divine names of Allah Almighty, one of the divine attributes, one of the Asma'al Husna, and it means, literally means peace, or the source of peace. As-Salam for the Muslim and for us in our deen and in our way of life is of particular importance. And also, as you mentioned, mashallah, is that it is so important that this is the standard greeting that the Holy Prophet Sayyidina Muhammad wasallam instructed us to greet one another with. And this is the prophetic greeting, a greeting of peace, and a greeting of love, and a greeting of light, a greeting of compassion and mercy. Even Jesus, Sayyidina Isa, a.s. instructs his disciples, when you see one another, when you greet one another, greet one another with a greeting of peace. Also, as you mentioned, mashallah, is that it is also one of the roots, or the root word of the word Islam. At the root of the word Islam is salam, which again means peace. And Islam itself literally means surrender. And the understanding or the implication then becomes that we can attain its deeper essence, its root, which is peace, through surrender, through spiritual surrender. When we surrender through this inner and deeper spiritual surrender, through this internal surrender, we can attain inner peace. And through outer surrender, meaning to surrender to divine law, to divine, to divine ways of living, we can experience outer peace, peace on the collective level. But we cannot have peace externally if there is no peace internally. And a Muslim is literally, meaning that the literal word, the meaning of the word literally means one who is in a state of surrender, in a state of deep spiritual surrender internally, and thus one who is in peace. That is the reality of what it means to be a Muslim. One of the goals that the Holy Prophet ﷺ aspired to craft or to cultivate within the Muslim, within the believer, within the spiritual person, is to come closer and closer to the manifestation of Allah's divine names and attributes. We know that Allah is Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, Ghafar, you know, the, the merciful, the compassionate, the forgiving, Al-Wadud, the loving, As-Salam, the source of peace, 
and so on. And one of the goals is for the Muslim to manifest or to become these attributes progressively, and that the more we can become these divine attributes, the closer we come to God consciousness, to taqwa, to realizing and coming closer to Allah Almighty's divine presence. And again, as salam, that particular attribute is so important, that reality is so important to the life of the believer, to the life of the Muslim, that it is at the root of the word Islam, at the root of the word Muslim, and in our very greeting. It is of absolute particular importance. In any given moment, we are either in a state of surrender or we're in a state of resistance. In any situation, in any circumstance, we're either surrendered to what is or we're resisting what is. We're either resisting the present moment, which is basically the essence of divine will as it manifests in the here and now, or we're in surrender in harmony with and at presence with the present moment. In presence, we're here, we're now, but in resistance, we're always absent from the present moment. We're either in the past or in the future. When we are surrendered, we experience peace, serenity, calm, clarity, joy, happiness, gratitude, and love. Yet when we're in a state of resistance, we experience stress, anxiety, fear, frustration, anger, jealousy, envy, hatred, and so on. Surrender equals peace. Surrender equals presence, and it equals peace. The past equals pain. The future equals fear. But the present moment equals peace. And the key to becoming awake in a state of peace to Cultivating that quality, that attribute of Allah Almighty as salam within our beings is presence. It's surrender, it's oneness, it's non-resistance, it's non-violence to what is in the present moment. In the beginning of chapter 6, verse 54, Allah says, A'udhu billahi minash rajim bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim وَإِذْ جَاءَكَ الَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِآيَاتِنَا فَقُلْ سَلَامٌ عَلَيْكُمْ SubhanAllah, this part of this ayah means that when you are approached by those who have not only entered a state of Islam, but have transcended to a state of Iman, of belief, and in particular belief in the signs, the proofs, the evidence, the verses and revelations of Allah, those people begin by an invocation of Islam upon them. Now, in the modern world, the new secular world, this act of communication is known as a greeting. And in this secular way of life, we see such greetings to be void of any divine acknowledgement or connection. For example, when people meet today, the common words used to greet one another are hello, hey there, hi. And many of us stretch out the words hey and hi to give the very words life because they simply sound awkward. The word hello, for example, was first used in the 1830s to either attract attention like hailing a ferryman during that time or to express surprise or bewilderment before saying something. And now it is a greeting. And what a way to greet another human being. And we didn't just stick with the word hello. The word itself has evolved into hey and hi. The way that human beings are taught to greet one another, spiritual traditions, is with words that have awareness of the Creator. 
For example, amongst the Hindus, for a greeting, the word Namaste is used, which means I bow to the divine in you. And it is used when people meet and depart. And not only that, it is accompanied with a gesture, a slight bow, with palms touching and fingers pointing upwards and thumbs pointing towards the chest. SubhanAllah. Now in Islam, when we see another human being, the entire meeting and conversation are initiated with Assalamu Alaikum, the peace be upon you, and is naturally accompanied with placing the right hand over the heart. The simplicity, the love, and the awareness of the divine fill the entire greeting. And not only that, the first word on our tongues is the attribute Assalam. And it is the same attribute we invoke in return and when we depart one another. Assalamu alaikum is simply the most beautiful greeting. It acknowledges the Creator, invokes His attribute of the peace, the source of well-being, the source of wholeness, completeness, and flawlessness. And alaikum doesn't mean with you, but rather upon you, which is a big difference because it indicates a direction of the source. Upon means from above you, from a place that is higher than you, that is beyond you, from a place that is outside of the physical dimensions. And what is even more beautiful is that we say alaykum, which is the plural form of alayka or alayki. Now why do we say alaykum if it's just one person? And the truth is that the human being has more than one reality. Not only that we have two angels, Raqib and Atid, on our shoulders, we also have, in some narrations, it is said that there's four other more guardian angels that surround us from all directions. So when we greet each other and invoke the attribute of As-Salam, we do it upon the soul of the human being as well as the angels that accompany him in his or her life. SubhanAllah, what a beautiful greeting we've been graced and gifted with by Allah Almighty and the Holy Prophet Wasallam. And understanding this at a deeper level, you know, mashallah, Ahmed, helps us to be more intentional, more aware when we give this greeting. It's much more valuable to be in a state of presence and intent when we now say assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah to our brother or our sister. Remember, the Holy Prophet said that every action is based upon its intention. And by bringing our intention into alignment with the action, it becomes profoundly more powerful, profoundly more beneficial. Peace, as-salam, is Allah. It's an attribute, a quality of Allah Almighty. It's from Allah. Peace is a result. It comes from Allah Almighty's divine presence. And thus, to be with Allah is to be with and in peace. To be with dunya, which is to be away from Allah, to be in a state of ghafla or heedlessness or unconsciousness, is to be lost in a state of chaos or turbulence or struggle. The more that we are with Allah Almighty, the more that we're in a state of presence, the more that we're in a state of peace. And in this state, in this way of living, in a way of being, we attract naturally barakah into our lives. And the believer's life is based in barakah. It's based in that divine grace and blessing from Allah Almighty for success, for providence, for joy, for happiness, for life. Allah is ar-razaq, the sustainer, the provider, and the extended greeting, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. We're then, we're then calling upon the rahmah of Allah Almighty, which is the love, the mercy, the grace, the compassion, and the barakah that comes and flows from the divine presence into creation. To be with Allah and to serve Allah Almighty 
is the goal and the purpose of our lives. It's the goal and way of living for the believer. And when we are serving Allah Almighty as we were created to do so, dunya then serves us. It's meant to serve us. Yet when we chase dunya, it runs from us. It flees from us. And the result is then that we have to struggle harder and harder to survive. With all of the technological advancement that the world has made, our lives should be getting infinitely easier. But the paradox is it's getting infinitely more complicated, more complex, more difficult, more of a struggle. The promise of technology was that we would be able to rest and devote ourselves to higher pursuits. But to the contrary, human civilization and culture has been reduced as a result of technology to perhaps the worst form of slavery this world has ever seen, where we are running and struggling to survive on a daily basis for most of our lives. We've lost our qibla. We've lost our direction as a global community, as a human culture, as a human civilization. We've turned away from Allah and towards dunya. And so we struggle, even at a time where we have the technology and the knowledge to make life infinitely easier for all of us. Allah Almighty says in the Quran that we were created for worship, that He created the jinn and humanity for divine service, ubudiyah. In the time of the Prophet Ibadah was the purpose of life and existence. And work and dunya was a distraction from ibadah. It was the interruption from a life based in ibadah. For us now, it's the other way around, unfortunately. We're so engrossed and immersed and lost in dunya that our ibadah, the bare minimum requirement of ibadah, becomes a distraction. And even for those few minutes in salah, it is so difficult to maintain presence. Salah means connection, to connect. And when we're standing in Salah, we're connecting with Allah Almighty's Divine Presence and we're connecting with peace. Peace again comes from this connection to Allah. And peace comes from connection and immersion and presence with the Divine Presence, with eternity. Beyond time and space, beyond the world of form, beyond this world of appearances and illusion. Peace comes from transcending dunya. And one can never find peace in dunya. Beautifully said, Brother Ahsan. Transcending this dunya is the very thing that Prophet Muhammad was calling for. It's the very thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling for. It is a distant echo in our minds and it will stay that way as long as we are distant from that reality that is within. Now let's take a closer look at the very word, Assalam. Now we can break this up into two, with the first being al, which means the, and the other being salam. And the meaning we usually hear is peace, and it is peace. Now the word salam comes from the root word salama, seen lam mim. And the root word itself, subhanAllah, has 16 different derivations, meaning 16 different words are born from this root word. And We've discovered that this root word literally means safe, complete, whole, intact, quiet, tranquil, content, friendly. It also means to be free from imperfections, to be flawless, to be sound, to be safe, secure, well, healthy, and prosperous. Now, the word salama is a Semitic root word, and it is found in the same way in Hebrew, Aramaic, and the Canaanite languages. And it is from this root word that the words Islam and Muslim are derived, which means that the basis or the foundation of the very tradition known as Islam 
is rooted in this very divine attribute, As-Salam. And from the meanings of the root word, we can see that Islam doesn't just mean the act of surrendering and submission, but it also points to the completeness, the wholeness of the religion that was revealed to Prophet Muhammad The word Islam assures the Muslim that it is a way of life that is inclusive of all that is required to peacefully surrender to establish a connection with the Divine Presence on this physical plane. And I will take the opportunity to let the listeners know that I'm currently working on a solo poetry album titled Peaceful Surrender. And for any updates on the project, you can visit my website at ahmedsakamini.com. But anyhow, subhanAllah, the Arabic language is truly a divine and sacred language. And we see that as-salam and the root word as-salama are associated with safety, with beautiful greetings, connection, submission, surrendering, states of peace and tranquility and the spiritual way known as Islam. Now here's something even more profound. Now it would make sense to say that as-salam comes from the root word salama, but as-salam is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah is the source of all things. He precedes everything, even language. He created language. So when we reflect on this, we see that as-salam is the source that contains the very meanings and the very qualities of that attribute. And the root word salama is the bridge from his realm into this one, which he uses to derive the other words or even deeper to manifest the qualities associated with the attribute as-salam into this world. So beautiful. Yes, salam. And that's why we invoke as-salam and not the root word. Now, when we call on as-salam or say as-salamu alaykum, what are we doing when we invoke this attribute? The best way to think about this is by remembering that the reality is within the spiritual heart of the human being. And that reality is from Allah. And Allah has many attributes and qualities. And by the way, we are only aware of a hundred of them. There are many more. But by recognizing that reality that is within, it means that we should also recognize that the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are there as well. Having access to these attributes comes with a level of sincerity. And the degree at which any of these attributes manifest, it really has to do with the cleanliness of the heart. So for example, let's say someone invokes as salam with sincerity, then the cleaner the heart, the more that attribute will manifest in them and into the world. There's obviously a direct relationship between the manifestation of an attribute and the purification of the heart. So constantly invoking as-salam with sincerity coupled with purification of the heart brings the human soul to a level of peace. One can then begin to truly understand the nature behind the divine peaceful state, the act of surrendering, and what it means to be whole. And it can get up to a point where others around the human being will begin to feel that attribute emanate from within them, towards them, in the form of these qualities. Allahumma salli ala Sayyid Muhammad wa ala Sayyid Muhammad. As you mentioned, mashallah Ahmed, 
Islam is a way of peace. Islam is a way of non-violence. It's the way of peace, the way of love, light, compassion, kindness, forgiveness. And to be Muslim is to be internally at peace, internally surrendered in a state of Islam. To be Muslim is to be in a state of Islam. It's to be in harmony with what is. And this doesn't mean to be passive or inactive. To the contrary, to be internally surrendered is to be active from the most effective place a human being can operate from, a place of power, a place of clarity, a place of presence and peace. It's a place where vision and energy are not clouded by emotion, where you are not clouded by negative emotion, by fear. It's the place where you can take most effective action. When one acts, when you act from a place of resistance, which means to a place of fear or anger or frustration or stress or anxiety, it only perpetuates or aggravates your circumstances. But from a place of presence and peace and surrender, from a place of flow, from a place of serenity, you will take action that will lead you beyond your circumstances because you have transcended your circumstances. Your outer reality, our outer realities mirror or reflect our inner realities. And frustration, fear, anger, stress, and anxiety means we are subservient to our circumstances. We are subservient to dunya. And so dunya becomes more powerful over our beings. We fall deeper into dunya and our circumstances become worse rather than better. Have you ever acted out of anger and it led to a good result? It's unlikely. But imagine acting from a place of clarity and peace where the perfect action naturally leads you beyond your circumstances. Now, of course, this is easier said than done. And we must remember, we must realize that our brains have been wired over a lifetime to process, interpret, react in a certain way. We've been conditioned to react rather than to respond from a place of intelligence and clarity. We've been conditioned to react to circumstances in a way that is not conducive to peace and connection with divine presence. We've been conditioned to operate from ego-based consciousness. It takes time, it takes effort, practice, and learning to change. Yet this is the very reason why we are here. This is the path to growth, the path to development, the path to personal evolution. This is the spiritual path, and it's the path that leads to the divine presence of Allah. We are here to keep growing, learning, developing, and evolving. And we must practice to change and get better. This is the path to Allah and to the divine presence and to your true self, to your true being, beyond the ego, beyond the conditioned mind, beyond ego consciousness. Again, mashallah, alhamdulillah, we are blessed with Islam, with the teachings of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu and great shuyukh and awliya who are the inheritors of the Prophets. And of all practices available to us, dhikr and meditation are the most effective, the most powerful in cultivating peace and presence. Even salah cannot be properly experienced otherwise without the development of presence. We are told to pray or advise to seek to be in a state of khushu, in a state of hudur when we pray, to be in a state of immersion and presence in our prayers. Yet the state that we pray in is just an indication of what we've cultivated thus far. And dhikr and meditation cultivates presence. It enables us to perform salah with real presence. 
And that's why the Holy Prophet said, one hour of contemplation, one hour of reflection, one hour of meditation is more valuable than 70 years of worship. In one hour of presence, you can amplify every prayer thereafter for the rest of your life with a greater degree of awareness, intent, immersion, and presence. Now, when we speak about presence, the cultivation of presence, the inner dimension of Islam, unfortunately, this type of knowledge, this type of education, training, and learning is often lacking in our community. We're often taught the forms, but not the spirituality. We're taught to surrender our forms, but we're never taught, we're seldom taught how to surrender our mind, the ego. We're taught how to clean and purify our bodies, but how do we, but how do we clean and purify our hearts? This is also precisely why we created the Islamic Meditation Program, to communicate this vital aspect of Islamic spirituality, to help members of our community and the world rediscover the incomparable treasure of spirituality in Islam that has been forgotten or seemingly lost in our modern materialist culture. It is the most profound path to peace and spiritual enlightenment ever revealed to humanity, the Islamic spiritual path. It is a divinely revealed path. Not only does Islamic spirituality and meditative Islamic spiritual practice lead to peace and real transcendence of ego consciousness, it leads to the greatest possibility of all, knowledge, presence, and love of God, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator, the source, the one absolute transcendent eternal divine reality, and to nearness to his divine and beloved messenger, Sayyidina Muhammad al-Mustafa sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam, Rasulullah Rahma, Rahmatin Lilalameen, the divine mercy to creation. We're asking that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspire our hearts and illuminate our hearts and our beings with the reality of a salam and the reality of Islam, the reality of this way based in divine peace and surrender and nonviolence, and that inshallah we can learn to cultivate this way of being, this way of living in every moment of our lives, in our homes, in our workplaces out in public, where we can learn to flow through life rather than fight through life. Now, when we look into the Qur'an, we see the manifestations of As-Salam everywhere. And the place where we see the actual attribute, the first place that it is mentioned is in chapter 59, verse 23, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون صدق الله العظيم In chapter 10 verse 25 بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والله يدعو إلى دار السلام ويهدي من يشاء إلى صراط مستقيم صدق الله العظيم in this beautiful ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is inviting everyone, every soul, every human being to the home or the abode of peace. And it says that he guides whom he wills to a straight path. SubhanAllah, this is very profound. You know, earlier we were saying that there's this distant echo, this distant memory inside 
that is calling us back to that divine presence, back to that reality that we have separated ourselves from. And there's definitely wisdom behind this great fall into this physical realm. But it is inside and it is calling us throughout our entire lives. It is only by having these physical attachments that we create barriers between our minds and our hearts. The more we are attached, the less we hear it. And Allah is not only calling us back to Him, but He's calling us back to Jannah. And it's so beautiful because Jannah, paradise, in this ayah is mentioned as the abode of peace. It's not that Allah is just saying that Jannah is His home, is His place, but His attribute, the attribute of As-Salam is fully manifested in that realm or in that place or in that abode. The other place where we see As-Salam is in chapter 21 verse 69. This is so beautiful. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Qulna ya naru kuni barudan wa salaman ala Ibrahim. Sadaqallahu al-Azim. We're all familiar with the story of Sayyidina Ibrahim salam when they gathered to throw him into the fire. And mashallah, what a state to be in. Ibrahim salam was at a, such a state. He was in full submission. He fully surrendered to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To the point where Jibreel came down to ask him if he needed help. And he was so connected to the Divine Presence that he was willing to go through whatever he was going to go through without any help because he knew he had the awareness of Allah. But in the ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders the fire that they were about to throw him in to become cool, but not just cool, but to become safe, to become a state of peace, to become a place a plot in Jannah, in Paradise. And again, the, the attribute of As-Salam we keep seeing in the Qur'an over and over and over again. In Surah Al-Qadr, chapter 97, in verse 5, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Salamun hiya hatta matla'il fajr. And in this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is describing the night of decree, the night of power. In this beautiful surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is... Describing the night of power, the night of de- the night of decree, the night where the angels themselves and the ruh, Sayyidina Jibreel, all of them descend down and we can be in their presence. SubhanAllah. And Allah is saying that that night, that that entire night all the way up to twilight, the moments before the sun rises, is a gateway, is an opening into that attribute of As-Salam. It is full of peace. It is full of tranquility. The call is at its loudest point. We just need to make the choice to take a step forward within, inside. You know, the realities behind the very attribute of salam are just absolutely wonderful. They're beautiful. It is at the heart of Islam and the act of Islam. We invoke it when we greet one another and when we end our five daily connections or salawat. And it is this attribute that will manifest towards the end of time. The end of time that we have just entered. It is in this state of salam that we will all be, that we will all be in once love conquers every war and every plague. Allah, mashallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants our happiness. He wants our success. He wants our peace, our prosperity. He wants for us paradise, al-jannah. It is for this that we were created. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created humanity, he placed them, he placed us in Jannah. 
yet we through our choices fell. And now, to return to peace, to prosperity, to paradise, we must choose. We must choose properly. And the path to this inner peace, the path to success, is the path of spirituality, the path of Islamic spirituality. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu he sent him as a mercy, as a gift for humanity. Allah is absolutely not in need of anything we can possibly do. He is not in need of our ibadah. We are not buying our way into heaven with our ibadah as if it's somehow doing something for Allah. Our ibadah is for us. But you cannot realize the benefit of ibadah without a heart being purified and connected to the Divine Presence. The benefit is very minimal when we do not embrace and honor and develop through Islamic spirituality. Now, in the modern world, we seem to have forgotten the way, the path of Islamic spirituality. And Islam has become mainly a formal religion, a religion based in rules and regulations, in rituals, often devoid of presence. Yet now, more than ever, is the time to return to Islamic spirituality, to the inner dimension of Islam, and to help bring in a new way of living, to help create a new world based in peace and as-salam. Islam is the religion and the way of living. It's the way of being, of peace, of deep, profound, spiritual presence and peace. And this may seem strange to people in the modern world, given the images and the expressions of Islam that we're accustomed to seeing. Yet Rasulullah said there will come a day when nothing will be left of Islam but its name. And he also said that Islam will return as a strange thing, as a new thing, as it was in the beginning. Jalaluddin Rumi said, speak a new language so that a new world may be born. To help reintroduce our community to the depth, the beauty, and the potential of Islamic spirituality, we're currently offering a free multimedia mini-course entitled Rediscovering Islamic Spirituality. You can get access to this at the Islamic Meditation website, which is simply www.islamicmeditation.com. Our goal is to do our best for our ummah, for our community, and for this world. We're part of a global community, and as Muslims, it's our duty, it's our divine duty to lead the way forward, not to be following ways that are non-conducive to human growth and prosperity and evolution. We were created, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, as the best of nations, embracing what is good and avoiding what is bad. First and foremost, we must embrace what is good within ourselves and turn away from what is bad within ourselves. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us on the sirat al-mustaqim, on the straight path, and help us to embody and to manifest His divine attribute of as-salam. May it permeate our beings and our very selves, and may we learn to live lives in deep spiritual surrender from a place of deep spiritual presence and connectedness with the divine presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. With that, we wish you a blessed morning, day, evening, night, wherever you are in the world. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's divine peace and light and mercy be with you. May the guidance and light and may the prayers of the Prophet Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu his shafa'ah be with you. May your hearts come alive in the divine presence. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. This brings us to the end of this episode. Alhamdulillah, shukrullah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. 
please continue supporting the Soul of Islam radio by liking us on Facebook, subscribing to this podcast on iTunes, giving us a review, and recommending to your family and friends. For more information, and if you feel inspired to support this work, you can make a donation on our website at soulofislamradio.com. To learn more about us and our project, you can visit my website at ahmedsakamini.com and Ihsan's website at ihsanalexander.com. And with that, may the peace, the mercy, the blessings, and the light of the divine be upon you all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.